Welcome to another episode of Managing Well. I'm your host, Tanya Ladipo, and I'm excited to continue our conversation. This is part two of a four-part series on relationships at work and talking to Elizabeth Byrne. And today we're really talking about what to do when conflict happens, because if there is one thing we can guarantee in the workplace and in life is that doesn't matter how great the relationship is, at some point there will be conflict. And so what can we do as people managers to be best prepared for it um, and deal with it? And so I'm curious, you know, Elizabeth, um, you said something earlier when we were talking about the importance of anticipating conflict, Mm -hmm. right? So we should, we might be surprised about what the conflict is, but we shouldn't be surprised that there's conflict because that's just part of relationships, right? Right, right. Uh, Go ahead. Well, I, I mean, what popped into my head is like, to your point, we don't necessarily know what the conflict itself is going to be, but we do need to have a sense of how do I handle conflict? How do I show up in conflict? How does it impact me? Like, what are the things that get stirred up for me? It like, it made me think about like for folks that know how to drive, right? Like I might not know the path or my route, Mm -hmm. but I know how to, how I sit and how I hold the wheel and how I, you know, steer and shift gears and whatnot. And all the different components of driving, like we need to think about it in that way for ourselves with conflict, not just like, oh, well, I'm a kind person. It'll be fine. Like, no, it's not like because conflict stirs up all kinds of unresolved old stuff. Um, and then we just inadvertently bring it in. It's not on purpose. It's not malicious but people will bring up their wounded parts into conflict situations. So I want to, I want to pause before I ask something, because as you're talking and, you know, you're talking about wounded parts. So I just want to remind the listeners that Elizabeth is a licensed professional counselor, uh, (laughs) therapist by training, uh, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker by training. So in these conversations, I want people to understand like, that's part of the lens that we're bringing to this, which I think is actually really useful because it's not just the, how do I deal with this conflict at work? But I want you to say more about when conflicts at work happen, say more about what you just said about how it brings up woundedness mm-hmm. in us. Yeah, <laughs> that's an important call. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think, you know, there's that image of um, of an iceberg, right? like that often gets used. So to think about like whatever the conflict is in the office, that's the piece on top that you can see, but how we respond, that's everything underneath. That is a culmination of our experience with conflicts our entire life. And Mm -hmm. so if, if it was pretty difficult, um, if conflicts led to um, danger or, trauma, then conflicts can be seen as being high risk, having a lot of like of weight on them. And it's, you know, and it's not just, could you please, you know, refill the coffee pot when you finish it in the office? Like, it's not just that big, you know, simple kind of redirect, like sharing an expectation or a want. It, can be like oh, I don't I can't say anything like what if they get really upset with me what if what if I make a mistake and then they're going to do something to me or call me out and I mean you know like people go through all kinds of of different thinking um that has often not a lot to do with what's actually happening in the present moment 
-hmm. So thinking about like what happened when like what what was people's experiences when they got in trouble as a kid you know like what were punishments like was there teachable moments like if you made a mistake how were you held accountable was it in kindness was it in like strictness or with fear um what was the like sentiment that was left behind after that experience that really impacts how we handle ourselves as adults in the workplace when somebody says you know um tanya at the end of this meeting could you please come see me in my office i need to speak to you are you like cool great i wonder what elizabeth has to say or are you like oh 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 mm, like I'm going to get fired. You know what I mean? Like I'm in trouble. I'm going to get fired. They're going to call me names. They're going to dock my pay, right? It's going to be punitive. It's going to be harmful. Um, it's going to impact my sense of self and how I'll be treated, right? If those are all the fears going through my mind mm -hmm. based on my, my, I, I was starting to say childhood, but past experiences. Yes. So like childhood on up to yesterday. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which, you know, is why it takes people some time to settle in when they're actually in a good place, you know, sure. where, where it is a healthy relationship. It takes a while for folks to put their defenses down, which is true anywhere. We see that in homes. We see that in romantic settings. We see that in friendship groups, you know, like relationships are relationships. It's just there's slight differences, but how we show up as humans it's pretty consistent. Mm -hmm. Pretty consistent and pretty consistently impacted by our past experiences, right? Mm -hmm. Right. We like to think that things are so compartmentalized, but they are not. Like that is such a fantasy. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? You could be you could be 35 and your manager says, I'd like to see you after this meeting, and your your stomach clenches automatically, mm -hmm. right? Even if you have a great relationship with your manager, they've never called you out of your name. They've never docked your pay, they, right? Like, mm -hmm. so the fear kind of becomes automatic, even if you don't have that interaction with the person in front of you, but you've had it before. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so when we're on the receiving end of that and having that activated response, our job is to pause and check in, like, okay, I'm having this response. Does this actually make sense given what I know about this person, given what I know about what they're likely needing to say? Like, you might be calling me into your office to talk about a surprise party for our colleague, you know? like Right. <laughs> it could be anything. So, you know, there's, there's the, if I'm on the receiving end, kind of fact-checking myself, um, and then if I am the person that is saying something like, you know, to be mindful that my words have impact, uh -huh. you know, and what that could be and that it's not, um, it's not the other person's fault if they get activated, right. And not in like, it's their responsibility to manage themselves. But like, if I say, can you see me after this meeting and, I see your demeanor change, then that, what I've seen is people can sometimes be really dismissive of, 
you know, why are you always expecting the worst? Right. Like that's not, not managing well, (laughs) Um, you know, but being a bit more responsive with care of like, don't worry, it's fine. You know, like being able to read you, like, which comes back to making a point of knowing our team, you know, so that I can sense that sort of shift and we're not going to catch everything, but like, there's different ways that you can then learn who is more, you know, everybody knows who on their team is always catastrophizing everything. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take long to pick those folks out. And so maybe they get a little bit more tender care or a different way that we talk to them to try to also reduce the risk of conflict. Because if I'm talking to you in the same way, knowing that's going to activate you, there becomes a point of a bit of emotional manipulation there of like, I'm playing with you. Mm-hmm. really unkind way if I know better I gotta do better right and you know what you said and before when we were talking in preparation the idea that us as humans um especially I think when we're in management roles we can get um we have our own frustrations right and so the idea of like why do I have to change like I need this I need to say this why do I have to change it for this particular person and I just say it like I say it to everybody else. Um, and can they just do what they need to do so we can move on? And I, so I think the point of that is you could, you certainly could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, the increased conflict and ripple effect that happens as a result, you sometimes have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Right? right. Like, right. wouldn't it be easier ultimately to be frustrated and annoyed and take a breath and remember, you know what, actually, if I, if I notice the person's reaction and I speak to it and say, Elizabeth, I know it, it seemed like you just shut down when I said, I want to talk to you after the meeting. It's just a conversation will be okay. If I just give that extra little bit, then that next conversation is actually going to be easier. And so yep. I think um, the point of like sometimes taking extra care and adjusting to meet people um, can be a good thing. You still have to have the conversation, but how you do it might need to shift. Mm -hmm. And what also popped into my head when you were saying that is like, I'm going to actually show up. I'm not going to like drag my feet, accidentally forget, let someone else's issue take priority. And like, Tanya, I don't know, like, John needed a lot of help with this thing. I'm sorry I missed you. Maybe we can catch up tomorrow. Bye. Right? Like there's not, there's less likelihood of passive aggressive responses, you know, and instead people will be more likely to follow through because again, part of what we're doing then is strengthening the sense of safety, being responsive to each other, which has such a huge impact, you know, like, what tell me what's the impact well i mean when people feel safe and secure right like at least within reason like and i know like it's not the kind of thing like nobody's job is promised past today right like or even today you know like (laughs) there's all kinds of things that are like floating out there but if i can at the end of the day know that you're always going to treat me with respect Mm -hmm. that's going to have such a huge impact Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm in how I show up 
for our conversations in how the attitude and the skill that I bring to my work, the level of attention that I bring to things, like it just has an impact. And people like to think like, well, you should be doing your best all the time anyways. Okay, who does that? You're right. You know, like we can hold on to that argument, but. Well, and also I think the best I'm doing today might be different than what I can do tomorrow, depending mm -hmm. on what's going on in my life, right? Mm -hmm. But the what it's going to look like to the other person it might look like a B, a A level work to a C level work, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that we can't always be at a hundred percent in reality. You know, you said something earlier that I want to come back to um, about not being passive aggressive and not avoiding what needs to be discussed. So, not avoiding the conflict, and the conflict could happen for so many reasons, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody's feelings are, um, somebody feels unseen, unheard, like they don't belong, they feel dismissed, um, they feel attacked, right? So that could be a conflict. Uh, they feel like their work is being overlooked. They feel like they're being passed over for promotion. Like there's a lot of different ways that conflict can, mm -hmm. can arise. And in the moment, I think it can, it can feel safer and easier to like not deal with it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and one of the reasons I think that is, is because of the stories that we as people managers tell ourselves internally about conflict. Um, and so I'm just curious. So if the story I tell myself, I'll use myself as an example. If, if, if I see conflict happening in the organization and my automatic story is um, everybody's really unhappy, um, it's my job to make everybody feel comfortable and secure and safe, I might miss the opportunity to address the conflict that happened. If mm. I'm tending to how people are feeling, that's great but then I'm missing the piece of, okay, but something still needed to be changed. There's some behavior that still needed to be adjusted. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm just kind of curious your thoughts as people managers and people who are listening, how do we witness conflict? And then when it's our responsibility to address it, how do we not let our own stuff get in the way so that we actually can't address it? Mm -hmm. Therapy. <laughs> um, I think, you know, um, when I was listening to you, one of the things that I was thinking about is that so many people view conflict negatively, that it's something to be avoided, that because it's uncomfortable. And if we think about, if we reframe it just as like, um, there's, it's opportunity for a change, you know, like it's a, a mark for a difference. It's something to be curious about. Like, it doesn't have to be this scary thing. It doesn't have to be so escalated. Often conflicts is like, something's not connecting. 
you know, like there's a flaw in the code. Like, let's just go find it and fix it. You know, like let's address it. Maybe I should say, because fixing isn't necessarily always the solution. That was sort of one of the things I was thinking about is thinking about like in management, what's my attitude that I'm bringing towards a conflict situation, whether it's between members of the team, between teams, you know, it often seems to be pretty interpersonally related, which means that we're then tackling everybody else's, you know, um, iceberg under the water. That's all in play, you know, like, so being able to, from a management perspective, have a more of a bird's eye view and think about like, how are we all going to move forward as a team, as an organization, like as a unit, like how, what are some of the things that need to happen? And sometimes that means having hard conversations, you know, about like the way that you're showing up on the team is unsatisfactory in these specific ways. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And having, being really explicit about the specifics of having examples. Like a lot of times, part of what makes conflict escalate is that people have a complaint, but they don't actually have an example to back that complaint up or not even to back it up, but more of like- Explain it. Yeah, to like demonstrate what the complaint is. Uh You know, like if I'm saying like, well, you're not really being a team player but I can't tell you how, like, where is this conversation going to go? What do you have left to say other than, okay, thanks for letting me know. I'll do better next time. Right. But better at what? Exactly. Like, and so then we just had like a waste of time conversation where you don't know what is actually needing to change. And I'm like, well, now I'm going to hold you accountable because you said you're going to do better next time. Like that's, I'm not doing a good job as a manager. Like I need to be able to be specific. Go ahead. I'm I'm thinking about, um, so I'm bringing outside relationships and that into this, this conversation. So I'm thinking about like when there is a complaint, when something isn't working well in a relationship Mm -hmm. to be able to think about, well, what exactly is it that I want? I can say I don't like how I'm being treated, mm-hmm. but like, what specifically do I want? Do I want a text once a day? Do I want our families to spend time together? Like, what is the concrete thing that mm-hmm. is desired, right? And so we so often in the workplace talk about giving concrete, actionable feedback. It's the same thing in other relationships. And so, and and it's the same um I would say it's a it's the same muscle that we all that many of us I'll include myself many of us can practice can use more practice in right yeah. and so when there is conflict when there is feedback um, as a manager whether you're the one giving it or hearing it how are you doing so in a way that is really concrete so. For example, if I'm saying, Elizabeth, when I say you're not much of a team player, what I have noticed is that when I give an assignment to the entire team, you tend to take it and do all of it and you don't consult with everybody else. And that's not working for us because everybody here is incredible and we need everybody's input. 
Like that is a concrete example of mm -hmm. not being a team player, right? That behavior then can then change. So next time I give you an assignment, I want to make you to make sure that you are talking to everybody on that project and that you don't make decisions without input from everybody. So mm -hmm. you should be meeting with them at least once a week for the duration of this project. That's concrete, right? Mm -hmm. Not just letting it go, not just hearing whispers of concern and just letting them whispers whisper, which for people managers, if they're whispering it gets to you, it means it's being yelled at when it you're not around. Loud. It is yeah. loud. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm curious, Elizabeth, what are what are some um what are your suggestions um of the best way to to navigate and manage workplace relationships and conflicts? And um one of the reasons I'm excited like talking about relationships with you is you're you have such a curious perspective. I find, I don't find you to be defensive in ways that I certainly can be. Um, and I always, I think we actually, I've said this before, we, we were, we were um, co-facilitating a session and we were talking about feedback and you're just talking about, oh yes, this is a wonderful gift to get. And I'm like, gift, it's like going to the dentist who likes feedback, but you have <laughs> to still do it. Um, but your openness to like, you really want to kind of know and like work with the conflict and improve it. And so I'm really curious from your perspective, what, um, like, what would you recommend to, for managers to be able to address conflict most effectively? Mm -hmm. um, well, thank you. Um, and like, I think when I think about times that I've been managing a team and had to handle conflict, um, or have a difficult conversation with somebody because of conflict that they're participating in on the team. For me, I have to check in with myself of, am I seeing this person as the problem? Or am I separating the problem from the person? And so um, that is that, that one thing has such a huge influence on how I, my patience level, how I'm talking to them, the solutions that I'm seeking, whether or not I'm coming in with solutions that I just want them to like agree to, or which PS doesn't work, or if I am open to coming together, like figuring this out with them. Um, so like, you know, in, um, in couples therapy, right? A lot of times we talk about okay, let's put the problem on the other side of the table. The two of you have to sit on this side together, huh. right? Like well, that's no different in any other relationship. We do that. We could do that in, in the workplace of, so the, the issue is whatever it is, like, let's put that on that side of the table. Even if it is, um, you know, the way that you are speaking to like, you know, I guess, uh, what's an example I can think of quickly, like, um, being in a team meeting and, and anytime somebody shares an idea, um, if it's from someone that the person isn't friends with, they're like, all right. And just, just a little subtle, dismissive, like not encouraging kind of response, um, putting that behavior on that side, like, okay, so you and I, we're on over here and we got to figure out like the kind of response, like, how do we, what do we need to do about that? What's what's behind that, what's prompting that, what's whatever. 
you know, and it might be like, well, that person doesn't have good ideas in my opinion. <laughs> okay. Can we practice a plain face and a quiet mouth? Like maybe that's the solution. Right. Right. <laughs> right. You know, and that's actually a really good point. I always, you know, I often say for the workplace, like you can't tell people what to think and feel, but you can legislate how they behave. Right. And so Stop rolling your eyes. Fix, fix your, what you need to do. Fix your face. Not, fix your face. <laughs> nod your head. Smile. Doesn't matter. Whatever's going on in here, keep going on in there. Right. 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 But to make the workplace um, a good space for everybody, behaviors have to change. Yeah. And the other thing I think about is like, what's the purpose? Like, what am I trying to accomplish right now? Because when things get escalated, solving the conflict is not usually still the like the the goal what ends up being the goal is like oh no you're gonna listen to me or oh no like we're gonna you're gonna agree with me right like whatever it is like it's not we're not showing up as our best selves and people don't realize when they're getting activated you know like and and by people i'm including myself because you know like we're all like this happens to all of us when we're in an activated space we're not thinking and coming from that, you know, logical or team oriented space, we're having all of that underneath the surface iceberg activated, all those previous experiences are getting stirred up. And it's like, there's all kinds of just unconscious things that are happening. Yes, yes. And I'm thinking of a recent example for me, um, and to your point about accountability, and I think also when you have a trusting relationship, other people holding you accountable. Um, I <laughs> I was recently told something and I just went, went to 60, like zero to 60 in a hot second. I was, I was so angry. Um, and I made a quick answer. And then I was like, mm, let me pause on that. And I said, I'm really angry. Let me pause on, on giving on giving an answer. Um, wait, actually, I gave a quick answer, ended the meeting, sent an email and said, you know what? Please don't take action on that. I was really angry. I need to think about it. And thankfully, the person responded, I wasn't going to take action, as you said, because I could tell you were upset. Thankful. Yes. Thankful. Right. Because had they done what I asked them to do, uh-huh. which is funny. And then, and then I want to say, and then days later, after not being so angry and like thinking through what I think the best course of action was, it was actually the same answer. Right. But it wasn't an action. It wasn't an answer out of anger. It was an answer out of protocol and process mm-hmm. um so i can stand behind it so mm-hmm. you know what i mean and in but the the relationship yes somebody else to, to see me yeah or i could see myself to help me manage that um more effectively i mean that is such a great example of someone setting you up for success yes you know, yeah. knowing like, oh, this is not how you would normally respond. Yes. And when you said about um, them seeing you before you saw yourself, like 
I feel like that's such a great example of when we're activated, when we're activated, we're not actually seeing ourselves, right? Like, but if we have built relationships and trust with others, people are able to see that and then maybe wait, you know, and give, and it's important for us to get that feedback later, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's that moment of self-reflection, those opportunities of like, oh, okay, what got kicked off for me here? Mm -hmm. You know, and like, what, where, whatever it is that I, I need to do to like, have a opportunity to in, have, be a bit more intentional the next time, right? Like, and yes. where I see and where I've experienced managers um, not doing that piece of the kind of postmortem, right? If you will, like, uh, it's like, well, but you did that thing. That's why I got upset like that. Like if you hadn't, like the problem here is you, you did the thing. And like, that's why I got upset about that and, and did whatever. Um, and that's, we can't end one. That's not true because people do things all the time and how we are feeling on any given day has such a huge impact of how we respond to the exact same thing. Um, and we have to do those follow-up steps of figuring out what is it that I like, whew, what happened here? Right. Like, yeah, no, very true. And I, you know, I, I actually realized pretty quickly what happened there. I understood why I was so upset by it. Um, but that process, but, but I had to go through that process. Mm-hmm. Right. And to hold so when I say hold it, because it's also because the person who said who didn't take the action, they like, I'm their boss. So that that was a risk. That was that that was a risk, and frankly, not their job to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And so for me, and I'm obviously not gonna get it right every time, but to be thoughtful of like, okay, so how do I pause myself so I don't put them in the position where they have to manage me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. <laughs> Whew, that's a whole conversation in and of itself. And, you know, <laughs> listen, yes. we have all done it. And <laughs> I think the more advanced you get in your career, you sometimes don't realize when people are doing it to you, mm-hmm. but, but, but they are. Yeah. That is a really, um, I think, I mean, that falls into the conflict piece as well, right? Like, and I just, I think about too, how many times in families, children do that to their parents where they have to manage up. So that they can be safe, whether it's safe or emotionally safe. Right. Right. Like, you know, well, I was just going to say, you know, we've talked about um, how, when we're in positions of management, you know, thinking about things in terms of like, we make the weather, right? Or we influence the weather. Uh Um, And I think that can be seen as like unrealistic power, you know, kind of piece of it. But I think what I mean by it 
isn't that it's more acknowledging the um, intensity of the influence that we have on so many things on our teams, on our directs, on our peers, you know, like, and in terms of managing up, like the ways that we are showing up, the more metered we are, the more measured, um, it just has such a huge impact and ripple effect mm-hmm. when, when, I mean, what it makes me think about is, um, you know, co-regulation, uh, like, so in terms of nervous system activation, like something happens and, you know, I'm no longer in a calm space. Like, am I the type of manager who's able to co-regulate and help people kind of bring themselves back down into a calm space or am I like just throwing lighter fluid on the fire you know and making it worse yes and then complaining that nothing got done today yes (laughs) yes yeah and I think that's the you know we we keep talking about emotional intelligence because that's the part of like knowing yourself right knowing what um what is your, I don't know if I want to say natural, but what is your kind of most common response, mm-hmm. right? And then knowing how that response impacts those around you. Yep. And and to your point earlier about the relationships everywhere, how everything is connected, um, people might be able to bring like a very kind of grounded self to work but if i am losing it at home or with friends like that our true self is showing up somewhere you yes. know like in terms of like where where our work is to be yes. done and you know the more that we can lean into acknowledging all the interconnectedness for our own selves we can have an a a, a more accurate read of where is my work that needs to happen? You know, like, am I, am I able to keep it together at work, but then I come home and I lose it? Like, well, if that's the case, then I'm not, there's a lot I got to do and practice it at work, you know, because. And I was just going to say also knowing that you, if you can do it in one area, but you're struggling in another, it means that you have the skills to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. You're not starting from zero. Right. Right. But maybe it's an opportunity to deepen that skill set and strengthen it. Yes. Because like, if we're talking about emotions, am I actually working through them and releasing them appropriately? Or am I just shoving them down? And then it's a volcano effect at the end of the day. Right. At the end of the day on your team at work or the end of the day at home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the, I am going to use the word beauty um, because beauty is not always pretty beauty is like messy and sticky and beauty like it's all of it I think that's the beauty of like managing in the workplace is it's an opportunity to it's an opportunity to develop so many of our so many skills within ourselves Mm -hmm. right um because I think while we're hired for the job to push the project forward, mm-hmm. 
that's the tip of the iceberg. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then the rest of management is all of the things that are unseen that are messy and sticky and fun and, you know, wondrous. It's all the things. Um, and I think it could just constantly cause us to practice, right? Yeah. Practice it. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the focus so often is on the job itself and those responsibilities. But when we are in a position of management, there's really the opportunity for healing, which I get that like a lot of people don't think like that, but you know, uh, it's true. Like to be able to offer corrective experiences. Yes. And the impact that that can have, because that person that's now your direct, there's a high likelihood that at some point in their career, they are going to be managing as well. Yes. And so what's their, what are they taking away? They might be walking around with what they don't want to do, but if they haven't had the experience of what to do instead, that hasn't been flushed out, you know, and it's not so clear for them to put into place. So it's, there's just lots of opportunities, I think, for us to, um, I mean, pay it forward, I guess, in the, in that sort of way. Like, I know that gets overused, but, you know, just the healing is really, that's the word that I like. Um, but I get it that a lot of people might eye roll at that. But I think that it is really so possible. No, I think that's a perfect um, kind of end point. Um, like, that's in the ultimate that's an ultimate goal, right? And so I think for, for people management, when we're thinking about conflict, the, the kind of the three points that come to mind, the ideas of people manager that uh, expect it because conflict will happen, right? Uh, and then kind of what's the story that you're telling yourself about conflict that you might need to sort through and, and kind of pick apart so that you can actually be more effective in dealing with conflict with your team. Um, and then to your point, like, how can you be a corrective experience, to use Elizabeth's word, healing experience, so that conflict is dealt with in a way that changes the behavior, doesn't shame the person, um, and the incredibly powerful ripple effect that that has on other people as a model for how to be a great people manager, but I also want to say as a leader, um, because you might not manage people in the workplace, but in other parts of your lives, mm -hmm. life, you'll be a leader. And to see like, oh, I saw them do that. I might try this differently in my personal life. And so the ripple effect I think is, is significant. Uh, so Elizabeth, thank you for another really interesting conversation. I really love being able to talk about um, just how we work at work and the influence of relationships to that um, and what we've learned outside of work and then what we need to do to be a better manager. So thank you. Thank you. It's always such a pleasure and an honor. Thank you for listening to Managing Well. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to learn more about today's episode, go to thelodipogroup.com slash podcast for a worksheet on today's episode. A special thanks to my podcast team and the Ladipo Group who supports this show. Managing Well is produced and edited by Black Faves Brand Studio. 
I'm your host, Tanya Ladipo. If you have any questions or topics you want to discuss, email me at managingwellpodcast at theladipogroup.com.